0: who's listening. This is our very first episode of the... our podcast.
1: The To Be Named podcast. The the To
0: Be Named podcast. The working title of said podcast is currently... uh,
1: Succession Dinner Party. Succession
0: Dinner Party. So welcome to the very first episode of Succession Dinner Party, a podcast wherein we will discuss the episodes of the incredibly critically acclaimed show Succession on HBO and then all their awkward dinner parties and then offer our own dinner party planning ideas (laughs) for for Succession-themed dinner parties. So thanks for listening. I am Mary Dakuma Ferguson. And I am Gabe Ferguson. Um, So we're the Fergusons and we're the hosts of the show. Hi, babe. Hi. Okay, great. So, um, Being that this is our first episode, I guess we should talk a little bit about who we are. I am a um, huge fan of the show, obviously, or I wouldn't be doing this. I love binging TV, and I like cooking, and I enjoy family dramas that aren't my family. My family actually doesn't have a ton of drama, I don't think. No. No, yeah. I don't think we have a ton of drama, so I just kind of like— You have a little bit of drama. I enjoy watching everybody else's drama. So, that's where we are. And then, tell me a little bit, why don't you tell well, everyone at home? full
1: disclosure, right? I'm the one who got Mary hooked on this show. Oh, yeah, as, we should
0: kind of talk about that.
1: As I tend to do, because I'm like, I want to watch this show. And Mary's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to really watch it for the first couple episodes. And then she starts watching it as I watch it, and then she starts to get hooked just like I was.
0: Yes, so, this is true. So, it's this Mary has happened thing.
1: many times, but... um. This is probably the best of them in terms of the actual show. We really enjoyed it a lot.
0: Yes. So I guess the kind of disclosure here is um, now that we've decided to do this podcast, Succession has been on television for two, two seasons. Two seasons. Two, yeah, two to two seasons. Um, I did not watch the first couple episodes, or if I did, I was rarely paying attention. And so Gabe is kind of reviewing, re-reviewing these episodes So he has a little bit more perspective on it. I don't think I truly started paying attention until about halfway towards or, you know, maybe closer to the end of the first season. Um, But for the first few episodes of this podcast, this is my initial viewing of the show. Um, And so every podcast, we're going to kind of go through our recap of what happened and then take a deeper dive into our thoughts about the plot and the characters and we'll finish every episode with a dinner party where we talk about all the foods in the show that should have been in the show. Or, yeah,
1: if there, or if there was no food in the show, we would, based on the theme of the episode, we would say this is probably what should be eaten if there yes. was a dinner party. And what we
0: would make. Because, <laughs> or, yes, yes make. Gabe and I both cook avidly yeah. as home chefs. So that being said, let's get right into it. Okay. Episode 1 of Ep- season
1: 1. Episode 1, season 1. So, clearly the name of the show Succession kind of gives you an idea as to what it's going to be about. It's about a older man who is a media mogul. He's going to be 80 years old in the first episode of the show. He is nearing the end of his life, career and the show is about his three kids who are vying to take over control of the company as he um, passes on. So the show starts with the, the mogul, his name is Logan Roy. And it's, it's in a dark room at night. He's kind of just wakes up. He's stumbling around trying to figure out where he is. He seems confused and lost. He shuffles around in this dark, house and then he starts urinating in what he thinks is the bathroom a light comes on and it turns out he's peeing in like a closet or something you get the immediate impression that he's losing his mind maybe early stages of dementia um he's fully not in control of everything going on with his body um and that's your introduction to him and then it kind of cuts to something else which i think is one of the major plot points in the show, the first season, first episode, where his son, Kendall, is about to close this deal for a major acquisition. In the douchiest way possible. In the douchiest way possible. (laughs) You get immediate douche vibes coming off from Kendall. He's, like, blasting music, like, rapping along, like, thinks he's, like, the shit. Um, So he goes into this meeting with this company that he's about to acquire, called Walter, and they basically tell him, fuck off, we don't want you to, we're not gonna let you buy a company anymore. And he gets really upset, he's trying to figure out what he did wrong. He thinks, I
0: assumed that the thing he did wrong was open the meeting with, are we gonna fuck? Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> it, I, I guess that's a thing you say. Um, <laughs> he He keeps calling the other guy dude, like instead of using names, just like, which is a little strange. He's trying to be cool, I guess, but it's like really kind of like an awkward, just kind of back and forth. And he basically gets shut down. And that's the second major scene is is the son of this media mogul who we go on to learn is about to try and he thinks he's going to take over as the CEO of the company gets uh, shut out of this acquisition that he feels that he needs to prove his worth to his father to become the next CEO. So I guess the, the next thing that kind of happens is we get introduced to another character um, named Cousin Greg, who is the grandson of Logan Roy's brother. Um, he's basically kind of a, a fuck-up, and he's he's employed as a some kind of mascot mascot at at the company's theme parks and he gets high before he's supposed to go out and like you know entertain little children and like kids start making fun of him, he ends up like vomiting all over the place and he basically loses his job and then he eventually becomes gets introduced to the family but you see this other kind of person who's outside of the main family who is going to become part of it as we progress with the episode and the season um the the rest of the episode i I think we kind of see a continuation of this kendall situation where he's trying to salvage this acquisition he's pretty desperate to do it he needs to impress his father His, his father is like not impressed at all at this point. he's saying, like, basically, why is this not happening? And Kendall's getting more and more desperate
0: and giving more and more money
1: and yeah he's he's willing to pay more and more money in order to do this acquisition. Um, we eventually go into a birthday party because this is this is Logan Roy's eightieth birthday, and his family and close friends are going to be at this party, and
0: that he knows um, about
1: that he knows about um He wants it to be kind of like a non-event, it seems. Like, he doesn't want it to be a thing. He pretends to be surprised. He clearly wants to be kind of in control of the situation. He doesn't want anything unexpected to happen. Um, This is where the family meets Cousin Greg, who shows up and gets accosted by a security guard because nobody knows who he is. Um, One of the major things that happens at this party is... Basically, Logan goes into a room with his children, um, who are Kendall, we've already talked about, and then he has two other, three other kids. Um, Shiv is his daughter, and Roman is his son. And then he has another son from a previous marriage named Connor, who's kind of like a wet blanket and is very boring. holistic.
0: Apparently, he owns like five farms.
1: Yeah, he's like,
0: has no opinions. Of any yeah. kind.
1: I mean, he's kind of like comic relief, yeah. To, in, a, in a way, um, at least in this episode, um, he gives Logan as a as a present <laughs> a sourdough starter.
0: More on that later. Um,
1: <laughs> so he's just he doesn't really seem to fit in with the rest of the family. The other two kids are more business minded, but one of them is kind of this is Roman I'm talking about. He kind of seems to be also like a, a fuck up. He doesn't really take things seriously, but he still wants to have like a hand in what's going on. He's interested in the company. And then the other child Shiv, she is actually in politics. We learn she has a boyfriend named Tom who she's trying to get promoted in the company. Um, anyway, they're all sitting together with their father who says, by the way, I'm not gonna retire. I'm going to stay on with the company. Kendall is like visibly shook at this because he thinks he's about to be the next CEO. And then this was the, apparently the plan for months, if not years. And then it's all taken away from him. He's extremely upset by this, all the work he's put in trying to make this acquisition. All this stuff doesn't matter. He's no longer going to be this next CEO. The father also wants to take away... Some of the power that his kids are going to have after he passes on by making his wife, who's his third wife, who is not the parent of these any of the children, um, to give her t- his seat at the table of the company, basically, of the trust, that she would have double voting rights once Logan passes away. And his children are very taken aback by this because is basically giving her more power than any of her kids. Um so there's this this kind of struggle within the family. You can see that they, you know, don't really trust each other. They don't really trust their parents. They don't obviously trust this um outsider who is their father's wife. Um and they all like kinda wanna get their own, you know, kind of position out of all this. But they also um need to kind of work together to make sure that The father doesn't get what he wants. It's kind of a weird power struggle that is a theme throughout the entire show, entire episode. Um, Moving along, there's a scene with Just Kendall and Logan in which they kind of go back and forth with Kendall asking, you know, why is this happening? Why are you? Why did you make this decision? I thought I was going to be the next, you know, CEO. Wait, I thought we had this plan. And and Logan's basically like, uh, you're not what i need in order to take over you're not there yet you're too weak i don't trust you to take over the company that i've built by myself for the past like 50 years
0: we also find out at this point that uh kendall was in rehab three years ago and this is kind of alluded to earlier when uh he's speaking to the folks at vaulter and uh they kind of make a a comment about his his track marks, but it seems that he did have a pretty severe drug problem, although he is in recovery now.
1: Yeah, so they kind of get into it a little bit. Um, Kendall's extremely upset. Logan's basically goading him. He's saying you're weak, like you want to you want to like fight me, like.
0: And he also wants says that he he ends the conversation. He's like, I'm going to be here for ten years, yeah. which is absurd because he's yeah.
1: old he's and
0: pissing in a corner. And he
1: basically, like, you know what, you had your opportunity, or maybe he never actually gave him the real opportunity, and he just decided on a whim, because this is Logan Roy, and he's, like, one of the most powerful men in the world, that he's not ready to give up power of his company yet. And Kendall goes and has, like, a short mental break, Um, and then they all have dinner. They have a lunch. lunch. It's a lunch.
0: lunch. It's a lunch, and then go play a game, as one does. Yeah. But instead of a board game or Cards Against Humanity or any kind of normal game... the softball game. They all board helicopters to a private area and play some softball. Play some
1: softball. And, you know, there's a lot of kind of conversations in and around the game with the children talking to each other, Logan talking to the children. Um, and you just get a sense for who they are a little bit more. At the end of the episode, we see... Roman being a complete tool as he tries to tell one of the worker children who's son of two like workers who were there for setting up the game that if you like hit a home run I'll give you a million dollars and there's a scene where the kid hits the ball and like everybody's like chasing the ball, and it like looked like they were going to let him score, and then they like tag him out at third base. And, like, wow, these people are all dicks.
0: Yeah, I think it's a very recurring theme throughout this episode, is that everyone is terrible. Yeah. Um, Right. And to close it all out, Logan then finishes up and gets into a helicopter. Um, Kendall had left previously, so he's kind of... Wheeling and dealing with Siobhan and Roman, who he thinks he's given enough concessions um, of company power to them to get their approval of his wife, Marsha, getting two seats on the board should he pass on. And to his surprise and dismay, they tell him, they no. Tell him no, which sends him into a stroke, into yeah, a brain he, hemorrhage.
1: He's so shocked by the. Concept that he doesn't get what he wants as it's kind of like last thing that he really Wants from his kids before he like moves on that they tell him no
0: And then he's hospitalized yeah. just as kendall finally closes the deal deal with valter
1: yeah after he like increased it By like give like them an extra like 30 million dollars and like
0: all and this. also took away their options It seems that he kind of on the back end told a different bank that was vying to yeah. uh, Put an investment into valter um, that it wasn't going to happen. So here we are at yeah. the end of that episode. At the
1: end of the episode, he's in like the intensive care unit, hooked up to a monitor. Like it's unclear whether or not Logan's going to make it. Um, he's, I mean, he has had a brain hemorrhage, so at the very least he's going to be, you know, probably cognitively disabled for a little bit,
0: mm-hmm. more um, so than he already was. Yeah. So let's start from. The actual. Let's start with Vulture. Okay. Okay. So Vulture. Um. We mentioned earlier that this this is all a media company. At least what we're focusing on right now. And it seems like Vulture is kind of like a a Vice equivalent, or perhaps like a Politico, a Buzzfeed. Yeah, type
1: thing where they edgy. kind of use some tech to like.
0: Yeah, like it's kind of like a content marketing portfolio of various brands. So you can kind of see it as like a vice where there are like different, ch- like it seems like there are like kind of cool hip channels that people can use to push out more consumer friendly content. And then also if you're like a sponsored, like a brand creating sponsored content and they have platforms for that.
1: And this kind of um, is a different angle than what the tra- traditional media market, which Waystar Royco, which is the media conglomerate that Logan Roy is the CEO of that he built from ground to where it is now is I think they said the fifth largest media conglomerate in the world is very like traditional they don't seem to be moving forward in the new kind of paths in which media has to take on in the current age because you know traditional network tv is fading so and it seems like the company's fading yes
0: Kendall makes during his confrontation that comment that all of their trajectories at the company are trending downward.
1: And he's always trying to have, you know, this acquisition as a way to branch out a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, But beyond this being a business purchase, I was, I feel like this is so much more of an emotional purchase for Kendall. I mean, everyone around him is kind of hinting to him. This is stupid. This is like stupid money that you're giving them. And I don't know why people aren't just kind of outright telling him, don't do it. You know, I think there are a lot of hints at that. Like they tell him, you'll call your father and like all of that. But this is definitely not something that he's, this is not a decision he's making in his right mind. And this is actually probably a really bad decision financially, the amount of money that they're putting in to Vulture. Um, any thoughts on that? Well, I think that
1: he has clearly positioned himself in a role in the company where people aren't willing to just tell him this is a bad idea. If he, yeah. he seems like he's a very kind of like powerful person who everybody seems to know is about to become the next CEO. Like, that seems to be like the, the worst kept secret on The, the worst kept secret, exactly. Like, so who's going to tell him, no, you shouldn't do this? And they're all like basically like, S- made, might seem stupid, but you're what the boss. Gonna do? Yeah, so, you're the boss for sure. Um, and his and his father like didn't outright tell him not to do it. He seemed like he it, thought it
0: was dumb. Though it was
1: dumb, but if, you, if this is something that you want to do, you have to do
0: it because like that's what we do as the roy's, right? Like we do it with some balls. Yeah, Kendall does not have balls in this episode. No. (laughs) I mean, it's a lot of bravado. But it's fake. It's very fake. Like, no one... I can't imagine, and maybe it's just because I am not in the kind of position to be wheeling and dealing with millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. But I can't imagine walking into a meeting and saying things like, so are we going to fuck or what?
1: Yeah, it's just... He just feels like he needs to have this sense of being liked
0: yes like a hip-hop mogul kind of persona like i'm super cool and super chill but you're gonna listen to me
1: yes so he's trying to like have his like dad's like power and authority but also be like this hip young cool guy
0: yeah like approachable and it's so not at all
1: it doesn't work for no
0: it's it's very cringy all around um But, like, looking at Logan, on the other hand, he seems very, like, removed from everyone. I don't sense a lot of affection from his children. No. I think
1: the only person that there is affection is his wife, Marsha, who seems to have—they seem to have some affection. Although it's maybe even somewhat of a business kind of arrangement between them, it seems.
0: Yeah, I don't get a good read on them. I don't think Marsha plays enough, she doesn't have enough screen time for me to make an assessment.
1: Yeah, she is a very limited role in this first episode. She might also just be French, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> she might also just like not have that kind fa- of obnoxious personality. The, the fact
1: that Logan wants to give her this extra voting right says that he sees something in her, right? He He wants to give yes. her some power. That he doesn't necessarily trust his children to have at this point. This is true. So it's it's, it's a weird, like, family dynamic that we, we see right away.
0: Yeah. Um, Logan is old. He's turning 80. He's turning 80. And I didn't realize how old he was. I would say he looks great for 80, minus the fact that he's pissing in corners. Um, the actor they cast does not look 80 to me. Um maybe 70, but 80 is too. Like you have so much money. And it, to me, I was just really kind of struck by his, he needs the power so much. Um, like you can't just go and hang out on your millions and move on. You know, like he has to have his, his claws in this company. And it's just like, that would not be a choice that I would make. I am like, that to me is a severe character flaw that he just can't let go.
1: He's definitely, I would say, a control freak. Yeah. Like, he has to have control. That's the thing that I get more than anything from him. He wants to be in control. He wants to know everything that's going on. He wants to, a key, like, kind of a theme is he hates surprises. Like, he doesn't, he can't stand the idea of not knowing what's going to happen. He wants to have the answer already, like, sketched out. Before it's even able yes. to come around, like, his
0: entire surprise party. He knows exactly where everyone is going to be, and has determined and let Marcia know the amount of space, physical space, that people need to give him. So not only does he not like to get emotionally close to people, like he needs to be physically removed from people. I think that's super interesting. And
1: and that expands not just from like his personal interactions but also his business world like he wants to be in control of his company still he's 80 years old but he's not ready to cede control to his son who yeah. you would think is the person who's he's who even says and you read all these like business management books you've taken on courses like you you should know more about business than i do but he doesn't want to give him the reins
0: yeah i will say where the strength lies in Logan, even though he might not mentally be all there, he is as manipulative as anyone I've seen on TV.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's the way he goes about finding a lot like he corners. He isolates each individual child to find out what is it that they need to allow Marsha her two votes on the on the board. Yeah. Um, And he does it in a way that's so insidious, mm-hmm. too. Like, he definitely preys on their need to please him because yeah. that's there. As much as both Roman and Shiv pretend that they don't care, like, Roman comes in. It's like – Roman previously apparently had been kind of kicked out of the company, um, working under the CEO Frank, who has been a close friend of Logan. And – he wants Roman back in the fold. Even though Roman pretends he doesn't want to be back in the fold. And Roman wants to be wanted back in the fold. Once. He wants that power. But I think he also wants to make his dad
1: proud. Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, they, all, say,
1: they all want approval from him.
0: Yeah. And they pretend that it's about power, but I don't think it is. Just the way that they want to please him. And then even with Shiv, you know, it's clear that her working in politics and not in the family business is very much like a sticking point in their relationship. Mm-hmm but it's so funny how she pretends like, Oh, I'm very serious about this whole politics thing, but she perks up the minute he offers her an executive seat, Yeah. which isn't even a promise. It's like not anything that has been, um, guaranteed, um, or even discussed up until this episode. It's just sort of this nebulized, like it could be you. And she completely falls for it, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's he's definitely good on that. I mean, he he didn't see, he was blindsided for sure by the the collective no, but he was yeah. working around things for sure. Um, let's talk about Greg.
1: Greg. Greg. We love Greg.
0: I love Greg. I love Greg. Greg is an enigma. Yeah. He's an awkwardly tall, bumbling enigma. Um.
1: He doesn't have any social grace. No. He couldn't even
0: get a blazer for this party. His mother specifically told him to show up with a blazer and a nice gift. And instead, he shows up with low-rent North Face. (laughs) And and a plastic grocery bag with some gift in it. A gift of which we will never find out what it is. Because he gets accosted, and who knows what happens to it.
1: Um, Greg, who starts off the episode getting high... With, and then crawls into his, his costume, and then he basically, after he loses a job, he calls his mom, and is like, Mom, I lost my job, what do I do? She says, you have to go see your great-uncle.
0: The pilgrimage to the
1: Royce. And figure out how to fix this. Because apparently, he just hasn't gotten it together. And no. How old do you think he is? Like, mid-20s?
0: I was thinking mid to late 20s.
1: Yeah, so... He's clearly part of this family that is extremely wealthy, but his mom doesn't seem to be extremely wealthy.
0: No. And it also seems like it was really funny when he got fired and the mom was like, you didn't think to tell them who you were. Yeah. So he doesn't want to pull these strings. Um, And it kind of reveals itself later that his grandfather, who is the brother of Logan, have some sort of weird relationship. And Greg knows this. Yeah. He's fully aware that they are not on speaking terms. Yes. And Logan kind of uses that as a shield. Like, I'll do whatever my brother asks. Yeah. Go make him grovel. But Greg also, for all of his bumbling awkwardness and inability to function, um, Greg does show a little bit of that manipulative aptitude.
1: Yeah, so not only do you, you see that manipulative aptitude, he's so he's in this awkward situation where he's basically in a limo leaving the party between Logan and Logan's wife, Marsha. He's which, sitting in the middle between yes. them. Which and is, I
0: legitimately think that that was an accident. I don't think that he planned that at all. And he, as he's
1: sitting there, he's like, well, you know, now that I'm here, I'm just going to try and talk to Logan and see if I can get a job. And he says... Oh, I know that you and my grandfather don't really get along, but Granddad still has a seat on the board, um, and that's probably not a perfect ideal situation. So maybe you know if you can phase him out and phase me in, and I can yeah, help you out groom with that. Me. Groom me to He'd be on your yeah, side. He basically asked to be groomed to get rid of his grandfather so he can like get into the the family business.
0: And you know what? I think I think Logan. Agreed, not because he saw any kind of business acumen in Greg at all, because he's a disaster. But I think Logan respected that he was cunning and he like kind of went for it, yeah. you know, in a way that Kendall hasn't. Because yeah. even with Walter, until Kendall lost his chance at CEO and went after the bank that was trying to outbid them. Kendrick was trying to get Vulture in the sweetest way possible. Like I'm going to continue to give you so much money, and it wasn't ruthless. Like there was nothing hard about it. It was it was ruthless
1: in the kind of like closure that came with it. It's like I'm going to get my way, but it was not ruthless because he's basically giving up
0: everything they want to get. Mm -hmm. So
1: it wasn't. Like, he negotiated this incredible deal. It was like, I'm giving up everything, but now you're my, my bitch, basically. Mm-hmm. But instead, we have Greg, who, even before this like scene in the car, while they're at the party where Greg shows up, he literally goes up to Logan and is like, I need you to kind of, like, give me a job. And Logan is like, I'm going to talk to you later. And Greg's like, no, talk to me now. I'm going to take, like, two minutes of your time and... I need like some kind of like
0: assurance. Assurance
1: from you yeah. that as long as I can like talk to my grandfather or whatever you you need you will give me something that I need. Like he was very go-getter.
0: Yeah. You,
1: you could see that there was like ambition there. At first I thought it was just desperation, but I think with the rest of it like you know, I think maybe he's just he, he's really like thinking about this this is what I can do with my life.
0: Yeah. That actually really surprised me that moment in the car. Yeah. Also because it was so horrifically awkward. Oh yeah. The, the awkwardness Between the, the birthday guy and his wife, his gracious French wife. Um, so let's talk about the game. The game, which was, I guess it was just softball. Yeah. It was just softball. It was just like a private game of softball on a little quiet Island that they all took helicopters to um, with hot cocoa in the corner. Um, I thought this whole scene was so played out because you really get to flesh out the individual characters and their relationship to each other, and also just kind of who they are. And I think Roman for me was a big standout. Yeah. So as a complete twat.
1: The, absolutely, you get the twatiness. Um, he's the one who takes over the little kid in the in the family. Um, yes. Yeah, so and he's also
0: Kendall left. Yeah, And to replace Kendall, he picks this boy, yeah. no
1: older than 13. To play in the game, to come up to bat.
0: And gives him a million dollar, writes out a million dollar check to give him if he hits a home run.
1: Yeah. And he. he
0: Such a dick
1: move. He hits the ball. He starts running around the bases. The rest of the family kind of playing along with it. Like Shiv is like stumbling to get the ball. She's oh, my God. Like, because
0: she, and she kind of called him out. She was like, don't be a dick. Yeah. But he was a dick. And so Shiv purposely doesn't get the ball yeah. in time. She fumbles with it. Throws it to her husband, Tom. Boyfriend Tom. Boyfriend Tom. Boy- boyfriend Tom. Tom is also a dick, though.
1: Tom is also a dick. Instead of playing along and, like, letting the kid, like, round third or whatever and go home and score, he just tags him out. like On third base! On third base.
0: Like an asshole!
1: Yeah. And and then he's like, what, oh, was it not I supposed to do that? Like, kind of gives that look, you know? But that's just... Who he is. So we can talk a little bit about Tom. Yeah, let's now, talk about Tom. Too.
0: Tom is awful. I actually think Tom is the most awful Tom. of all. No, I, 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 just from this episode, if I'm going to distill and rank them, Tom yes. is my least favorite.
1: So Tom is Shiv's boyfriend. You know, he's in a few scenes. He's not like a major character, but you clearly get the impression that above anything else, he just wants to be liked. Like he wants to be accepted as like a person that matters in his family.
0: I think that's key. So I don't think he wants to be liked. I think he wants power. I think he just wants, he doesn't want to be liked because it validates him as a person. Yeah. I think he wants to be respected. Yes. That's, and that's, respected. That's, that's more yes. Like not respected for his personality or what he brings to the table, but respected for his status. He's a, he he's like a a business star fucker. I <laughs> don't like a ladder climber or something. Yeah,
1: there There's this kind of plot point that runs through the entire episode of he wants to to know what the good gift that he can give to Logan for his 80th birthday.
0: And it's not a genuine gift. It's a strategic gift. It's a very strategic. Like, what did he say? It was something like a gift that shows that I admire him but not love him.
1: Yeah. Right. So he ends up buying this like super expensive, fancy watch. Um, he struggles throughout the entire episode to like find the right time or moment to like present it to Logan.
0: In the fashion that he wants. Yes. He couldn't just give him the watch. It had to come with a speech. Yes. And the line, what was the line? It's so accurate. Every single time you look at it, you'll know exactly how rich you are. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: And then like Logan calls him out on his like corny line he's like he like kind of chuckles and is like how many times did you practice that you know like mm-hmm. or how many times did you rehearse it or whatever but it's, it's tom is the worst tom is awful like he's just like super insecure i would say fake like, fake like there's a there's also interaction that he has with
0: greg at the game so that's kind of what seals the deal for me. before when we, he was kind of deciding what gift to buy i almost felt bad for him because who has not been in a serious relationship and had that struggle of like what do i get your parents i still have that with your mom i have it, no it, idea to it, get it's always
1: an uncomfortable situation and then you take it to like the nth degree because you're like buying a gift for like one of the most powerful men in the world
0: yes absolutely so
1: but instead of like doing something that's like heartfelt or thoughtful, he just like
0: it's a it's a power play it's a, and it's, it's a power like, play that yeah. failed. And then to flip that around, when he starts to get a sense that Greg might pose a threat or is like another fish in this pond trying to vie for positions within Waystar Star Royco, Royco, he gaslights Greg. Yeah, like. Eight times in three minutes, just like the cruelest jokes to make him feel awkward and insecure.
1: Yeah. And he's clearly trying to position himself in a, in a, in a place of power over Greg.
0: Yes. Because the one person here who he can exert any kind of misery upon yeah. is Greg. And he does it yes. so much. Like he indulges in that, Like that one tiny interaction. And I was like, I hate this guy. I hate this guy. He's awful. I have no sympathy for him anymore. And his stupid watch. Which then ends up going to the kid. The kid who did not win his the, million dollars. The
1: yeah, the, the family, I guess Logan decides that because his family, his children were such dip
0: Dipshits. <laughs> yes.
1: This this family with this young child who was like given an opportunity to win a million dollars and like thought it might actually happen and then like just like ripped away from him because his kids are dicks. Or Roman mostly is a dick. Um, Tom mostly is a well, dick. I mean it was mostly Roman, but Okay fair Tom played along in his dick role.
0: It's like a 55-45 split on anybody's um, mind.
1: <laughs> so he just the the, the gift that, that Tom had given him, who that like, he put so much like thought into, like what can I do? He just gives it to his family and is like, This this me this gift means nothing to me and this is my apology to you. And I mean, I guess the family's like grateful, like you see them. I mean, think they could probably sell it. Yeah, I mean it's it's a brand new super expensive watch. Like it, it's not a million bucks, but it's it's embellished. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm sure that they could probably sell that somewhere.
1: Yeah, 100%. So
0: and I think it should be noted too like this family seemed decently paid. Are they like obviously they're never going to see the kind of money that R- Logan Roy. Like this is a drop in the bucket for him. But they had, like, a nice house. They seemed like a decently happy family, and the parents both kind of knew. Like, yeah. they seemed to know. You just feel bad for the kid. You definitely feel so shitty for that kid. He was,
1: like, so excited. He thought what actually, like, maybe happened, and... No. Um,
0: God, Roman's an asshole. So, These people yeah. are all terrible. So,
1: I mean, Roman is kind of sprinkled throughout the entire episode. Like, the end is definitely the worst. Mm-hmm. You get introduced to him earlier, um, when Kendall, after he fails the initial acquisition, like, you know, Roman comes and, like, talks to him and, like, sends someone over to Sage the uh, sage the Office to try and, like... A shaman. An office yeah, shaman. To try and, like, help out. And, like, he's just... You can tell that he's, like, a complete, like, joke. He doesn't take things serious. Yeah. Um, And he's just kind of, like, a sarcastic S- yeah, asshole Yeah, a throughout. spoiled
0: little rich boy yeah. who no one has ever said no to. Yeah.
1: So, like, he's, he comes off as kind of, like... Super unlikable, I would say. In, in this
0: yeah, episode. a thousand percent.
1: Um, and then the other sibling, Shiv, Shiv Siobhan. Shivon. She is probably framed much more sympathetically. sympathetically, I would say, than the other siblings.
0: I'd agree. I think so. She works in politics. She works in politics. She seems to be working. She kind of alluded to the fact that the candidate for whom she is campaigning seems to have Oval Office certain all over him. So she thinks this is a serious, viable relationship that could take her all the way to the White House.
1: Um, She has serious conversation with her father. And and this is when he kind of offers her, you know, an executive position in the company, very high-level position. Um, And he seems to respect her, and talk to her at a level that is different than what he talks to with the, with the other ones. Like he actually wants her around. You kind of get that impression.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But at the the same time, he's clearly just trying to manipulate all his kids. You don't know how serious that is either.
0: Yeah. It's Um, hard to trust anyone in this family. It's hard to get a read,
1: but we don't really get to know her too well. You know, she, she doesn't seem it's she's kind of get the normal like sibling vibes with her and other ones like there's no, there's no like you don't get
0: the, you don't get much on her I don't think in this no, episode. No, this is not a revealing episode of her. I do say that there is a interesting dynamic between her and Tom. Hmm. When he was trying to buy that watch and she was like so dismissive of his efforts to try and impress her dad, I was like you could have been a little more helpful. You know what I mean? Yeah. She knew that watch wasn't going to go over Oh, yeah. And yet she, like, told him to buy it. She doesn't care. I don't think she cares. Here's what I think. I think that she finds – she feels good knowing that she was the one who got Tom where he is as head of – is it Parks? Yeah. He's head of Parks.
1: Well, he's not even head of Parks. He's, he's like – Regional head of Parks. Yeah, he's, like, some, like, middle, like, management.
0: Fellow in Parks. Yeah. And Siobhan – was trying to negotiate a better position for him within Waystar Royco. Royco. I'm going to stumble on that, this whole podcast series. It's going to be rough. And I think she takes pleasure in being the one pulling the strings on behalf of Tom.
1: Yeah. Like she's, or He's her little plaything,
0: Yes. So she treats Tom the way Tom treats Greg. Yeah. But with more mercy, and they're also probably fucking I yeah. would assume they don't show it. I mean, in this episode, but I, I would figure they seem like they probably fuck. <laughs> um, so that? I mean, that's pretty much. Can we talk about Connor and his goo? Oh, I really Connor. want to talk about Connor and his yeah, goo. <laughs> yeah, the, the
1: the other child, the oldest child, uh,
0: the one with five ranches, five farms.
1: <laughs> he seems very proud of his like his different take on lifestyle he doesn't want to be part of the family business he just wants to live and
0: in an area with no light pollution
1: yeah he's he's very extra yes um
0: I sneezed
1: it's okay (laughs) you can edit it out
0: (laughs) and so he comes to this party his father's 80th party 80th birthday party With a Tupperware. A Gladware. A Gladware. Like low rent, red top, thin plastic, non-stackable Gladware. Of a white goo. That turns out to be a sourdough starter. And I don't know how many people who listen to this know what a sourdough starter is. But it is basically a pet that will never love you back.
1: It will never die.
0: And will never die. So, it is a... Starter that will prove to be the leavening agent for sourdough breads, mm-hmm. which don't use yeast. And this thing, you have to feed it. Yeah. Because in order to thrive, the sourdough starter requires flour and sugar because mm. the sugar is its food. And it just like you just feed this thing. And with it, if you are so inclined, you can make delicious homemade sourdough breads. And I don't think Logan Roy has made a homemade sourdough bread.
1: Yeah, so Connors tells him, when he gives Logan the gift, I thought you might want to make something.
0: This man... In his
1: retirement. (laughs) Like, he was just built this massive media company, basically, like, from nothing. He didn't start as somebody from money. He just built this... Empire. Of,
0: um, I actually think that a sourdough starter is a delightful retirement gift for people who are not Logan Roy. Yeah, for a normal. Yeah, for a normal person. human being without power struggles and a media conglomerate and a soul. He just he doesn't understand his dad, right? No, no. Like he, he, and I also think it's a it's a gift that he would want.
1: Yeah, he'd want for himself. Like, yes.
0: I would hope someone would give me a sourdough starter. Although I actually don't think that Connor makes his own sourdough. He doesn't strike me as the type.
1: You would probably hire someone. To make He'd hire sourdough someone to make a sourdough yes.
0: But he he acquires a sourdough starter and then doesn't even package it well. It's like in this Tupperware, the bread goo, as <laughs> Logan puts it. He, he
1: says it multiple times in the throughout the episode that he doesn't care about the the company, the family. He's, yes, you know, even with the with shares, whatever, the he has children. to sign
0: off the shares, and he just basically wants what his siblings want. Yeah. Like water, he, he flows. Yeah, he's yeah. That's what he says. <laughs> he flows. He flows, not the way Kendall flows on his on his rap beats, but he does flow. Are, I mean, anybody else we
1: could want to touch on? I guess there's Frank, who is the chief operating officer, who's worked in the company for thirty years. Who gets years. screwed
0: because Roman wants back in the company, but wants. Frank out.
1: Yeah, who Logan just acts as, he basically puts him into an early retirement because his son, Roman, wants to be the chief operating officer, and he and Roman doesn't like Frank, so in order to get Roman on his good graces, in order to sign over the, the trust form, he basically just gets rid of this really important person in the company
0: who had been friends with Logan for several decades Who he gave a speech yeah. he's the only person who made a speech he made, at that lunch yeah
1: he gave like a a little toast to, to Logan like he's clearly like close family friend like part of the, the company and then he just tossed away like like so many sourdough starters so many so,
0: so many bread goose you know actually you bring up a really good point that Aside from people who are related to Logan, Frank was the only employee invited to the table. Yeah. And he just gets axed because yeah. Roman is a petulant child yeah. who could not deal with authority. Is there much to be said yet about the stroke?
1: No, because I think we, you already kind of covered it when we're talking about Logan. He, he, I mean, it's impossible to say if he had the stroke because he got so upset that his parent or his children. I like to think know. so. It, it kind of happened together. There's definitely
0: none. He was predisposed to the yeah. stroke. This was happening.
1: Yeah. I mean we, we saw like kind of the issues at the beginning of the episode with them not knowing where he was. There mm-hmm. was maybe some like signs of dementia, like early dementia. Um, but yeah then the stroke happens and that's basically the end of the episode.
0: Everybody was very much on edge. Um and it remains to be seen how what this means for the company and the yes. family. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about food. This is like going to be my favorite part of every podcast is the dinner party. So the, the dinner party of the succession dinner party. Yeah.
1: And this is an interesting episode for this because we have a meal, a big meal where everybody's at One the table. One that was apparently delicious. One that was delicious. Multiple people commented to Marsha about how good the food was. We can see them take one bite. I don't think the entire episode. No, they were at this meal for like five, ten minutes of the show,
0: probably. Yes, no one actually was seen eating eating food. No, no eating. Um, and I don't think Marsha cooked it. No. So we're. This is all speculation. If we were to make such a meal, what would we make for this meal? Obviously, a sourdough starter.
1: <laughs> Obviously, some sourdough bread. Some sourdough
0: bread. It some fresh, homemade from my well-fed starter sourdough bread.
1: Sourdough bread is delicious. So. It
0: is with cultured butter. Oh God. Mm. Um, You know, I'm so basic. I really like the Boudin Bakery sourdough bread rolls up in San Francisco. Oh yeah. All the good food in San Francisco, and me, like a tourist, will always fly to the Boudin Bakery and get myself a bread roll.
1: So what else goes in this this meal of of rich folk at an 80th birthday celebration?
0: Well, you guessed oysters.
1: Well, I feel like oysters is something that rich people like always. It's like a good brunch kind of food.
0: It is, and this is a lunch. This is not a dinner. And
1: everybody's fancy likes oysters. I mean, most people. Maybe not most people. I love oysters. oysters. I love are delicious. Oysters. Yes. So I-, I think there would probably be some oysters.
0: I feel like there would be. And I also just realized that this brunch or this lunch is happening on a weekday. Yeah. That's so weird. Maybe some lunch. Okay, so oysters... If you're the Roy's, right, you're hiring these chefs, I'm assuming that there's some kind of like fresh, organic, locally sourced market salad with the good vegetables that like, you know, garden cooks with.
1: Yeah. I like, mean, it's going to be like super like farmer's market. Yeah. Like, like
0: watermelon radishes and like kale sprouts and like that kind of thing. Yeah. Probably I mean a, like
1: a nice homemade like buttermilk dressing or something.
0: Like yeah, for sure.
1: Um... We also learned that the um, Logan is, is Scottish. Yes. So I think that there would be a nice rack of venison that's gonna be served here because it's something that would be actually pretty difficult to source. It would mm-hmm. be kinda of hard to come by, but it was very befitting of, you know, a man who has come up from, from a humble beginnings in, in Scotland to um, a basically the top of,
0: of the mountain, is it's medium level. I've never, you know what, I have had venison before. Venison is dear, right? Yeah. I have had it. It's good. It's delicious. It's kind of gamey. It's still
1: gamey. It's still lean. It's very lean. It's leaner, very lean. leaner it's really than, lean. like,
0: um, I imagine that they roast it and have some, like, whipped mashed potatoes on the side. Yeah. Where would one even source venison? I feel like you could probably Bristol Farms that shit.
1: Maybe, but I think I think these people are living in a world where Bristol Farms is it's like, like
0: not a thing. Like they just have their caterers and they move on.
1: Yeah, I mean you just, you have it from like the guy who just shot an elk in like Alberta or something, and just like flown by air to to the the cook's Oh, to
0: the aurora. You do see a lot of drinking.
1: They do drink wine, um, and any as any good dinner party would have. There would be lots of wine. Mm-hmm. They also partake in in drinks when they're playing softball. Mm-hmm. Um, so they like their alcohol. We learned that. Uh, we learned that Kendall likes his his powder too. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. Would what, you have it? What would you have for dessert at this dinner party? They don't dessert? strike me as dessert people. You don't think so?
0: No, I think they have wine. I think they have wine, and then they go play a game. I feel like they strike <sighs> me as the type of family that spends a lot of money. But they don't take pleasure in it. It just is. Yeah. You know, like, they have these expensive watches and these helicopters. No one's excited about it. No one's like, let's take a joyride around the island. Like, the game, yes, this whole game, the softball and, like, all of this was just kind of, like, they rolled their eyes when Logan said, let's play a game. And every single person at the table knew what this was because this was something they had done so many times before. And they're like, ugh, this fucking game ugh, that we have to go to this private island with hot cocoa and cocktails already set up for us so that we play softball and celebrate our dad's 80th birthday. How annoying, but of course, let's do this. Like, in the same way that everybody approaches their family traditions.
1: Well, I'm sad that we don't get dessert in their family traditions. Maybe they do.
0: What do you think it would be? Like, they just all not strike me as a Like, I can't imagine, like, Kendall Roy eating a chocolate lava cake and having fun. Or he's not eating it with the same, like,
1: Maybe a nice trifle.
0: Maybe a trifle. Well, that's that. That is that. That is our first episode. So for the next episode, we look forward to seeing what befalls the Roy family in the wake of this stroke. Obviously, Logan's going to live, right? Yeah. Because you have seasons ahead of us. He's not going to die.
1: Um, but But he know, could be severely handicapped. Yeah. that's. It takes a while to come back from a stroke. Which is, I mean, a brain hemorrhage is a stroke, right? right? So, you're not there completely cognitively for sometimes weeks, months, years. Sometimes never fully recover. So we'll see, we'll see how that impacts his decision to stay on as CEO. Um, we saw at the end of this episode that even before Logan had a stroke, Kendall was talking to the media and saying that there are people close to the family who had their reservations about what Logan was deciding in terms of the direction and him staying on a CEO. So he's clearly trying to play both sides. Play both sides. He's trying to figure out a way that he can maybe push his father out still. Like that that seed is planted.
0: So he does have a little bit of hardness in him. Yes. Okay.
1: There's a little bit there.
0: Well until next time. Enjoy all of your sourdoughs, everyone.
1: And maybe some rack of venison?
0: Yeah, maybe some rack of venison. All right. Bye, guys.